You've read or heard or preached the scripture this week. Now what? Join me, Pastor Carissa, and my colleague, Pastor Alan, as we explore the spaces between the Sundays in our podcast, Soft Idolatry. Welcome to Soft Idolatry, Season 6, Episode 14. Or maybe we should call this season six and a half or episode 14 and a half or something like that. Because we're we're in what they used to call a liminal space. We're somewhere between our thematic seasons. So, mm-hmm. uh, Carissa, how, how is it with you in this, this liminal time of Advent? This Advent has been new and weird and wonderful for me. Um, yeah, our the crazy season for me and my staff is over now, which is totally not the norm when you're in ministry. Um, I, my prayers go with all of you who are in that horrible onslaught of Christmas week in parish ministry. We had our big, uh, our big stuff earlier in the month. We pack and prepare and deliver gifts to every single inmate in our facility. It was over 1500 this year. And that Mm. takes a lot of effort and security clearances and uh, volunteer hours and things like that. But once that's over, we're pretty much like done, you know, we've got some normal office stuff, but our big thing for the year is over. So it's kind of nice to actually have a space and a season this year where I can sit back and B in Advent. I haven't been able to do that in years. So, yeah. Yeah, not since, well, in your case, maybe ever, but. <laughs> Probably not ever, no. You know, I mean, not since before kids, right? Yeah, and, um, and you know, I'm, we're doing music this year. We're, we're singing on Christmas Eve and, and leading worship the Sunday after. And we've, we've done that for years and years, even before I was in ministry. And that always felt like a lot before. And this year it feels like a refresher that like all we have to do is show up and sing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Nice. How about you? How, how finds, uh, how does Advent find you this year? Uh, It finds me busy in ways I hadn't necessarily anticipated. Um, because of service on some other presbytery projects, uh, I find myself in spending time in meetings with lots of wheels spinning and not always a lot being accomplished. So I will be really, really glad for a couple of days of unstructured time on the clock next week. Yeah, unstructured time is is always really nice. Do you do a full service the Sunday after Christmas, or do you do lessons and carols? We we do lessons and carols, so yes. I have to be there. Yeah, <laughs> I have I have to plan it. I have to make sure the bulletins get put together. But uh, unlike so many of our colleagues in ministry who are uh, solo pastors. I do actually have an administrative assistant who does the nuts and bolts work of putting the bulletins together. So um, it's not like my week is extra complicated because there are two bulletins to put out and the format is different than a usual Sunday morning bulletin. 
Yeah. Which uh, I know that probably would have made at least three extra hours worth of work for you when you had two congregations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it actually wasn't that bad because I did have a really good administrator at, at one of those congregations, but yeah, it's, it's a crazy time of year. Um, but it, it's nice that, you know, there is this lull that happens. I feel like you don't quite get that lull after Easter because you're moving into the end of the year and getting ready for summer and things are still a little crazy and vacation Bible school planning and all of that. But like, this space after Advent and Christmas, you kind of get a little bit of a breather before launching into Lent, which is kind of nice. Yeah, I, I think you're right, though. I think part of that is just like the secular calendar is also lined up for some downtime. Then. Yeah. So our members aren't uh, aren't as stressed out or anxious or busy during that time. And so that stress and anxiety doesn't get reflected back to us. Yeah. And at least around here, the weather sucks. Like that's the worst of the weather in Pittsburgh is that like January, February, March is just mm. the worst of our, our weather. December is usually pretty nice. It's gorgeous. I went out for a three mile hike with my dogs today. Um, but yeah, I think, and so nobody's planning anything in those, those crummy, crummy months, but, and it, I love epiphany. I know that you know this, Alan. Um, I just love the, the season of epiphany, but it's not that big of a deal in most congregations. Right. I, I you know, we are culturally so used to making too big of a deal over Christmas that yeah. it just gets lost in the shuffle epiphany. Yeah. Yeah, one of my biggest annoyances about the whole keep the Christ and Christmas BS <laughs> it, is it, like, it, where, it, where, you, well, you're not putting Christ into the rest of the year. Like, where is Jesus the rest of the time? You don't care about putting the Christ back in Epiphany or Easter or Advent. Yeah, I mean, you know, the... the <laughs> Those other Jesuses call us to do things. Well, that's true. Little baby <laughs> Jesus is much easier to deal with than. Mm -hmm. yeah. all, all you got to do is feed and swaddle him and, you know, change the yeah. diaper. Toss him and in a bunch of hay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, so in preparation for Epiphany, and we'll remind you all of this at the end too, um, this is, this is our liminal episode. It's kind of like episodes, uh, zero, zero of season seven or episode 99. Isn't that what they do on some of the TV shows now? Episode 99 or 101 or whatever <laughs> of the season before, like the spoiler or the teaser, not spoiler, no spoilers. Uh, we can't give spoilers. We haven't recorded any of it, so we have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, makes it even more exciting for us too. Uh, but one of the things we want to do is we want to ask some of you out there to talk to us about some epiphanies that you have had. We're living through historical times and I know none of us are enjoying it <laughs> living through historical times, but those are the times that help us realize things about ourselves, about the world around us, about the church, about faith, about um, religion. And, um, for better or for worse, right? Um, and an epiphany isn't a realization when something is 
uncovered or the light is, is shown upon it. Uh, God reveals God's self to people. So what are some epiphanies you have had? And the way we're asking you to share them is to, if you know us personally, you can, you can text message it to us. Um, otherwise, you can email us a voice memo at info at softidolatry.com. Uh, try to keep it a little bit short. We may need to edit you if you go five or 10 minutes or something like that, you know, 30, 30 seconds or a minute of like, what is an epiphany you've had recently? Yeah, I, I would say you can count on us editing you if we run to, if you run to five or 10 minutes with your voice memo. Yes. And or you ramble or <laughs> say something obnoxious. Uh, we reserve the right to just throw some of them away if, you know, you, we get hate mail in. Uh, voice memo form. Um, yeah. Or we might play them if they're particularly funny. Hate mail. Um, I don't, we've never gotten hate mail though. So that's, that's good. Um, yeah. So send us your epiphanies in voice memo form and we'll be putting out some info on our, so, um, our social media as well about how to do that. So, you know, as, as, as we are, expecting the advent of something new. We are hearing lots of stories of, um, well, people ushering in new things sooner than expected. And the, the, uh, the news people and the sociologists are calling this era, the great resignation because so many people are uh, leaving jobs that they no longer need, no longer love, never loved in the first place, but needed the money or uh, just feel some other compulsion to move on. And what uh, Carissa and I are finding as we read social media feeds, as we talk to our colleagues and just kind of pay attention to the world around us is that this is not just limited to the corporate world. This is also happening in ministry. Lots of people are leaving challenging calls in ministry and some are leaving comfortable calls in ministry. The upheaval is general. Yes. I think that one of the things many people or one of the, I guess, categories of epiphanies that people are having, things that they're learning are about themselves and their place in the world. Because, um, you know, as we've all learned over the past two years, a pandemic teaches you an awful lot about yourself, teaches you an awful lot about the people you live with as well. Um, but it teaches you an awful lot about the people that you are working with um, in a ministry context, the congregation that you are serving, um, the elders that you're working with the situation of the church, right? Not necessarily just the individuals in it, but the history of it and the place that it is at. Um, you know, for, for me, um, it was a realization that I, I had felt like I was doing somebody else's job for a long time. Um, and now I'm finally doing my job, which feels pretty good. Um, and I, I think that a lot of pastors are having that realization that there's, um, things, about their situation that have to change. And the only way to change them are to be somewhere else. And that's like Alan said, that's happening in the corporate world. That's happening in education. That's happening in, in a lot of different realms. Yeah. It's um, this is, 
why we are doing an epiphany series, because so much has been revealed by the pandemic and the unrest in society that uh, we just wanted to hear more stories of revelations that people have had. But I can think of several stories of pastors leaving leaving congregations without having a backup plan. Yeah, I know. I know a few as well, um, as well as some who I know are <laughs> looking for that right moment to exit. Uh, don't call me. Don't text me. I'm not going to tell you who it is. Um, <laughs> all of a sudden I was like, oh no, now people are going to ask me for the gossip. Um, yeah. It's just been such an uncomfortable season and ministry is an underappreciated, underpaid, not that we do it for the pay, but like we've got to, you know, pay the bills um, that, you know, you find yourself in a situation where it's dreadful, uh, not in, in a very classical sense of the word, like causes dread, right? Um, that's, that's not healthy. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think a lot of people have, um, a lot of ministers have accepted a degree of unhealthiness for a long time, and have reached a breaking point in that uh, acceptance of unhealthiness, mm-hmm. and said, "You know what? It doesn't matter. I can find something else." Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially in our denomination, you're required to have a master's degree, right? Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of other jobs you can get with that master's degree aside from ministry. And, you know, just to, as a way to not just be relying on our own anecdotes and, and blowing smoke up your asses, um, you know, Alan and I aren't just going to sit here and talk the two of us about, about the epiphanies other people have had. We want to bring some people in. So we're going to be sharing some of those little tidbits that we get from you all in, in those little memos, but also we're going to be bringing in some guests. We're going to bring back some familiar voices that you've heard before to kind of share some of their stories and epiphanies. Um, and hopefully we'll get some new voices to join us as well for that. Yeah, that's uh, that's the hope, and we will continue to share stories of change and hopefully growth as well as change, and uh, you know, see see what the um, what the winds of change bring us. Yes, because that's really you know, this isn't about hammering on what's bad, right? This is about. Um, seeing the growth and seeing the the movement toward the future that we can have through these times we're living in right now. That's what epiphanies are for. They're for growth. They're for looking forward to the future. Yeah, especially if you have been actively watching and waiting during the season of Advent. Yes. If you have been preparing your heart for the coming of a new thing. Uh, this is all about the season of Advent is all about preparation for change. And the season of Epiphany is about the realization of what that change can be. Yes. And I, I read, no, I'm not read. I heard an interesting uh, 
piece on the radio about butterflies. And I think this is going to be my Christmas Eve message, but um, it, it's, it's sort of how, you know, the caterpillar forms its chrysalis and then it just basically dissolves into a puddle of goo inside that chrysalis. And everything that was uh, a unique system in the body of the caterpillar just completely disintegrates and it's all part of this goo and, and then it redifferentiates itself and becomes a butterfly or a moth. And it's, uh, it's fascinating and it has been a symbol for Christians since the beginning of Christianity. And I had no idea that was the case until I heard this program. So I knew that the butterfly had been a symbol of Christianity and I'd actually heard this about it turning into goo, which is just grosses me out. I have problems with bugs. Um, I don't mind butterflies too much, but the whole turning into goo thing is anyway, I'm going to, I'm going off into the weeds a little bit, but as you were sharing that right now, it just like hit me, struck me in this new way. A lot of folks out there are talking about deconstruction of their faith these mm-hmm. days, a lot of evangelicals are, are saying they've undergone this deconstruction of their faith. Um, and when that happens, um, I have yet to meet someone that does not come out stronger on the other side. It's terrifying to let go of that in that way, but it's a beautiful thing that comes out on the other side. And so all that to say, if you feel like a pile of goo right now, don't worry, you'll be a beautiful butterfly one day, <laughs> and hopefully we can help you um, along that journey. Uh, but it strikes me too that in the Christian walk, I don't think we become goo once. I think that we go yeah. through periods of time where we are goo. And sometimes you're just goo for a while and then you're a butterfly again. Uh, that's exactly right. And so one of the the interesting things is uh, scientists eventually realized that all of the structures in the adult butterfly actually exist in the caterpillar and it it just um yes it dissolves but then it comes back out of solution and the structures that are needed to survive the rest of the life cycle were already there and they just get revealed by the metamorphosis um they were always there. They got dissolved and then they got reformed. And I mean, what a great, uh, what a great extended metaphor in the Presbyterian church. Always reformed and always reforming. It's so gross though. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a very good metaphor, but gross, but also I, I feel like the walk of faith is kind of gross sometimes. So yeah, exactly. And you know, it, it's, um, the the gross things are more memorable sometimes. <laughs> it's not wrong. <laughs> that is so true. I mean, yeah. you know, if if you um though though much of Revenge of the Nerds is now cringeworthy. Uh oh, if you so, ever so oh so cringeworthy. But Ooh. but when Booger yeah. gives that overdub belch, you know, that that still cracks me up 
you know, almost 40 years later. And that's the one, that's one of the few parts of the movie that is, is consistently offensive, but not in an over the top way. Like offends the sensibilities, but but it's not, um, I knew what you meant. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is, is not something that, that makes you cringe. I'm about to go off into the weeds again, but I think that's one of the, the reasons that, um, belch and fart humor have such staying power is that oh they're yes. not making fun of another person in any way shape or form no well i mean they can but they can but they really they, they, there's there's a reason they're called classics we find uh we we find fart jokes and bathroom humor in ancient greek drama okay i mean it's um, in the bible yes but some of the uh Certainly the Greek drama is older than the New Testament stuff. Um, Yes. And so, you know, you have uh, Aristophanes. uh, One one of his plays is called The Frogs, and it's about uh, Zeus going into the underworld. But Zeus is afraid, so he dresses like Hercules, thinking that that will just scare off all of the, the... things in the underworld that might assail him. And the whole first act is fart jokes. And, uh, you know, it's, it's sort of um, bringing Zeus down a peg or two. And it's, it's classic, (laughs) literally it's classical theater. (laughs) On that note, I think we have run out our, uh, Our liminal space. Yes, Our liminal indeed. space, because we're talking about fart jokes in classical Greek theater at this point. So maybe it's time to so remind folks, um, what are your epiphanies you've had? Um, and they don't necessarily have to be faith related. Um, you know, they could be observations about humankind. It could be um, some sort of new self-awareness you have achieved or, or found. Um, and anything along those lines, um, although we do, we are particularly interested in this podcast on things that deal with, with faith and, and the church and living out, um, uh, faith in the world around us. But what are your epiphanies? And again, our email address is info at softidolatry.com. You can email us voice memos. Um, MP3 is my favorite format, but I can deal with it if you've got something weird that your phone does. Um, if you know us personally and have our, our personal phone numbers, we're not going to share those on the air, but you're welcome to use them to text us those voice memos if you do happen to have those those um, contact information. So. Yeah, I think that's a wrap. And we'll be back after the holidays. The week of January uh, 3rd is the beginning of that week. We'll be back with the first episode of season seven. Okay, well, Carissa, to you and your family and to all of our listeners, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yes, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, friends. Um, Our brief prayer today is that God would be with you during this season, um, that your soul might feel its worth. Even if you are not feeling your worth and you're not feeling merry and jolly, may your soul feel its worth. And may you find light in the midst of this darkness. Amen.
Thanks for joining us on Soft Idolatry. For show notes and more information, check out our website at softidolatry.com. To send us questions or comments, you can email us at info at softidolatry.com. And if you'd like to help support this podcast, please become a patron at www.patreon.com slash softidolatry. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. <laughs>